BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. As the Caldor Fire continues to burn its way east near the California-Nevada border, the first evacuation warnings have been issued for the Tahoe Basin, specifically Christmas Valley in the South Lake Tahoe area. Here's Cal Fire Battalion Chief Dusty Martin. It does not mean you need to leave your house. It means that you need to be prepared. We're giving you that early heads up to prepare, to gather your things, get everything in order. So if the conditions do change and it goes to an order, then you can evacuate with the things that you need. The Lake Tahoe area is, of course, a popular year-round tourism destination, but the Lake Tahoe Visitors Authority is now encouraging everyone to postpone travel plans to the area until further notice. More than 3,000 firefighters are battling the Caldor Fire, which has burned more than 139,000 acres. Yesterday's deaths of 13 U.S. troops and dozens of Afghans in a suicide attack at the Kabul airport underscores the peril and tragedy of America's final days in Afghanistan. But the first of what might be thousands of Afghan refugees have started arriving in the U.S., including here in California. Mustafa, who asked that we not use his last name, was an interpreter for American organizations in his country. He was in Kabul trying to get his family out of the country when the government fell and the Taliban seized the city. Mustafa is now in the Modesto area with his wife and daughter. He spoke to the California Report about his experiences, starting with the chaos at Kabul airport as they tried to leave. So me, my wife, and my 21 months and daughter, we uh, went to the airport and it took almost like 12 hours to do the, all the process that we needed to take it inside the airport. So we didn't sleep that night. But the next day after we got done with the processing, uh, then I had to wait another night to catch a flight. So finally, after uh, spending two nights at the airport, we could uh, get a military flight to Qatar. And so during these nights, uh, we have been dealing with very tough situations, including lack of food, which was very concerning for me. Not for me, but I was more concerned about my wife and my kids. Uh, also, the hot weather that we had over there, which was, it wasn't only us, but there were lo- lots of other people, hundreds of other people, especially kids and women, they were dealing with this same situation. I, I imagine it was incredibly scary for you and your wife and your children, this entire experience. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it was. Uh, so the only thing we had, over there was water and uh, cookies that I was trying to save the cookies for my kid uh, because she was running out of, uh, we were running out of milk. 
to feed her. Uh, so we had only cookies for two nights for her. Were you at all fearful that, you know, thinking we may not be able to get out of here? Exactly. This was a, a big concern for me. And I wasn't sure until I uh, flew and arrived here in D.C. And after I took my wife and myself. So on that time, I mean, that relieved my concern. I, I understand that that you arrived in, in Washington, D.C., and then you've now driven across the country with your family to come to California. Yeah, we just wanted to celebrate it that way. <laughs> you celebrated that way with a cross-country drive. Um, exactly, yeah. So what do you do next as a family? What's priority number one? For me right now, uh, I'm trying to get settled again here, and also I have still lots of process. Uh, for my wife to take it, like, because uh, I haven't applied for her his, her green card yet, so I have to talk, take this all process. And also, uh, I am trying to take the rest of my family out of Afghanistan, uh, but uh, it's getting worse and worse every day. And now, how are you all doing, the family as a whole? How how is your mental health? How is your physical health right now? Uh, well, I'm trying to uh, stay calm and I'm trying to, like, to, I'm working on myself to be well. But again, you know, every time that I'm thinking about my family and every time that I'm thinking about the Taliban and every time I'm thinking about that, what will happen with the rest of my family if the, the Taliban catch them. So, uh, of course, my wife and uh, my wife, uh, she's also kind of the same situation. She's like thinking what will happen in Afghanistan. So we mostly think about our families than ourselves. Uh, but overall, we're doing well. We're trying to be well. Uh, yeah, but of course, you know, these concerns and these uh, tensions are part of our daily life in Afghanistan. And we are very used to that situation now. Yeah. And just finally, with you and your own family here, your situation here in California, what do you do next? What do you do in the next week or two or three? So uh, I'm right now trying, working to get a place for living because uh, when I was here before the situation, so I was living with my friends, but now I have to have my own space and apartment. So I'm right now working to get uh, all those things done. And then I'm focusing more on my own plans, on my education again. Yeah, so this is my plan for that I'm going to start again and get back my, to my own track. I wish you, Mustafa, all the best, the very best of luck to you and your family. And, and thank you so much. You're welcome, sir. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much. Two San Diego County families who were visiting relatives in Afghanistan have been evacuated from the country amidst the chaos of the Taliban takeover. They are among several groups, including two dozen students who attend the Cajon Valley Union School District, who found themselves stranded in Afghanistan. But as we hear from KPBS reporter Alexandra Rangel, the race continues to bring home at least five more families who are still there. The Cajon Valley School District says one of their families returned home to El Cajon Wednesday. That family has five children, four of which attend the school district. Tamara Otero is the governing board president at Cajon Valley. She says they were notified that about 24 of their students were stranded in Afghanistan 
following the Taliban's takeover. The district received word Thursday that two more families were out of danger. We do know of two more families that are out of Afghanistan and that are um, safe. I can't tell you any more about where they are. They're not in El Cajon yet, but they are safe. With tensions growing in Kabul, it's unclear when the remaining five families will return. But Congressman Darrell Issa says he's working with the Pentagon and the White House to help them evacuate. For the California Report, I'm Alexandra Rangel in San Diego. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Efforts to loosen zoning rules in single-family neighborhoods to create more housing has long been a contentious issue in California. But legislation that could create more multifamily housing took a big step forward in Sacramento yesterday with the easy passage of a bill called SB9 in the State Assembly. With more, here's KQED's Katie Orr. It's widely acknowledged that there isn't enough housing in California, yet building more has proven difficult. SB 9 would allow for up to four units on a single-family lot. It now advances to its final vote in the Senate. Assemblywoman Buffy Wicks says this is an opportunity to add to the state's low housing supply. We need more solutions in this state. Right now, in two-thirds of California, multifamily housing is illegal. Let's legalize housing in California and vote for SB 9. The bill drew support from several Republicans, but it also garnered opposition from some Democrats, like Assemblyman Audrey Nazarian, who says the increased density could be overwhelming for some communities. In 20 years, when we haven't dealt with the planning of consequences of bills like this, we haven't dealt with the utility, we haven't de dealt with the transportation, we're going to be devastating those communities. Recent amendments were added to the bill to ease concerns that it would lead to real estate speculation. Owners who split their lots to build multiple units would be required to live on the property for at least three years. For the California Report, I'm Katie Orr in Sacramento. And now to a preview of our sister show, The California Report's Weekly Magazine. This week, it's a documentary from the Kitchen Sisters. The doc features voices of people in the Santa Cruz Mountains reflecting on the one-year anniversary of the massive CZU lightning fire, which began last August. The fire devastated California's oldest state park, Big Basin. My name is Valentin Lopez. 
I'm the chairman of the Ama Mutsun Tribal Band, president of the board of directors of the Ama Mutsun Land Trust. We're on State Park's property, tribal territory of the Kiroste tribe, a very powerful tribe. The Kiroste took care of these lands 10, 12, 15,000 years or more. When those early explorers and the boats came by, they looked at the coast of California. They said that the landscape of California was just a beautiful mosaic of different colors, of different plants. But they thought there was just pure random. They did not realize there was intentional stewardship of the lands that resulted in that mosaic. Before Europeans came, the tribes here they're manipulating the land by burning it regularly. By burning the grasslands, they both improved the seed harvest for the following year, as well as the browse for the animals they hunted that grazed on those grasslands, the deer, the elk, the pronghorn. Our ancestors saw fire as being a gift from Creator to help in stewarding and managing landscapes. It also prevented the buildup of fuel loads that would result in catastrophic fires. The Amamutsun are training their young people. They created a native stewards corps to learn how to use the chainsaws, certified them in heavy equipment use so we could beat down the poison oak and all this brush that's come in since nobody's been burning it culturally for you know almost 200 years. Trying to restore that traditional knowledge is our goal. Fires can destroy things, but they can also reveal things. After the fire, going through and finding what trees are in danger, Somebody found silver platters, ornate forks and spoons, antique ladles, falling out of three different large, hollowed-out redwood stumps. Hundreds of pieces of silverware. Multiple mansions worth. Tureens, coffee urns. Candlestick holders galore, silver trays nested together. The fire had opened up the root systems, and the weight of the silver had pushed down and started to flow out of the stumps. Clearly, this is booty from somebody's heist. I imagine that somebody somewhere still has some treasure maps with the little X marks on these stumps. Fires can destroy things, but they can also reveal things that would have been hidden. You can hear the complete documentary, What Fire Reveals, if you tune into this week's California Report magazine or subscribe to the podcast. And that is the California Report for Friday, August 27th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Katie McMurrin and Danny Bringer, with assistance from Seal Muller. Our producers are Mary Franklin Harvin and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editors, Angela Corral. Our director of news is Vinny Tong. Our executive editor is Ethan Toven Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Blue Shield of California, rebuilding the future of health care with every Californian in mind, from quality and equitable care to not-for-profit values. Learn more at news.blueshieldca.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt 
whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! <laughs> 